somewhere up a New York way Where the people are so gay Twisting the night away Hear the hey! Hello, Raymond. How are we? Nothing. Nothing at all. It's funny to hear them use words like, like gay and not mm-hmm. make it mean what we think about it now. Yes, exactly. Love a little Sam Cooke to start the show. Yeah, I always love it. So let's jump into the show. It's a slow week again because we're in the middle of the strikes and uh, we're going to try to dog shut the hell up. We're going to try to push through a show today. With janky setup, but let's do it with a quick fat fuck second. Very rarely do we actually have food news. And today, Subway agreed to sell their stores for $9.6 billion to a conglomerate that owns Dunkin' Donuts. Um, I wrote it here. Dunkin' Donuts, Auntie Anne's Pretzels, Baskin Robbins, Buffalo Wild Wings, Sonic Drive-In, and Arby's. And I think mm. Jimmy John's as well. I think they're yes. all owned by the same. So yeah, Subway is going... Subway is the has the most amount of stores in the world, I believe. Um, and they're going to be owned by the Duncan owner, this capital group. So, could we get um, a uh, a combo shop maybe with a, a Arby's and a Subway in the, in the same shop? I would love an Arby's around here. Yeah. Closest one's like forty five minutes away. Sonic too, but Sonic Arby's. I, mean, I, I don't really like Arby's too. unless I'm really hungover. But their fries fucking kick, and I love their sauce. Yeah. Um. So you can buy their sauce at um. At yep. McDonald's at, at Walmart. Walmart. Yep. Yeah. Um, and also KFC announced that they're doing a special. They're doing a special thing with this this rum group. I think in the UK, um, where they're going to have their eleven herbs and spices into this rum. It's called it's the the company's called Dead Man's Fingers. Um, it's out of England, and it's going to have all the spices of the KFC chicken in the rum. Um, and I believe you can order it online, and it's gonna it's gonna have that. It's I put a p- picture of the uh, spice yes. rum on there. Yep. It, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a rum. I'm not an alcohol drinker, so I don't, I don't like rum. Think. Okay. So yeah, I don't know anything about that, but I wanted to mention that there wasn't much food news this week. Although so that would be the- that would be fantastic in a Wild Bill's ginger ale. I'm okay. just gonna put that out there because uh, the only time I really drink rum, outside of rum punches. Is a captain and ginger if I have good ginger ale around. I love Wild Bill's ginger ale because the ginger, it's ginger uh, snap. It's very gingery, which I yeah. like. Um, it's not Schweppes or anything. It's, no. it's got that real ginger flavor to it, which mixes really well with spiced rum. Yeah. So maybe I'll check some of that out and uh, order some more Wild Bills because I really want to get another twelve pack of their uh, Rocket Pop, Ooh. which is. Oh yeah, yeah I, you I, haven't mentioned that. Really, pop. Yeah, yeah, I got the Rocket Pop. A uh, few, ca- few. Uh, few of the cans were damaged slightly oh, no shit really um but it they were still closed um so i just used those when i'm mixing i actually mixed one with vodka and had a soda and it was fantastic hmm. that flavor of soda is probably still right behind cherry coke for me because i absolutely love cherry coke yeah. but uh yeah it's really really good really light refreshing like it's like when I used to drink Sprite or Sierra Mist before it got too sugary, Sprite's still mm-hmm. good or 7-Up. But, uh, yeah, it's really crisp and refreshing. I enjoyed it a lot. Nice. Yeah, I wanted to try to get it before uh, before the end of the summer. It's probably limited yep. time. But um, So, yeah, that's it for food news. Uh, watched a couple of things this week. Brand new show came out. We're, I'm going to talk about Only Murders in the Building, Episode 4. Show's off to a good start so far. It's on Hulu. Four episodes in Season 3, I think. Um, good show. Watch it on Hulu. Big show premiere this week was Star Wars coming back for Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. First two episodes premiered on Tuesday night, uh, 9 o'clock, which is going to be the new time every Tuesday at 9 until October when they have all 10 episodes air. Um, so far, the show 
brings you back to a feeling of Star Wars we haven't felt since God. Uh, Rogue maybe, One. Maybe Rogue One, yeah. Rogue One, definitely. Um, I was going to go even further back to Revenge of the Sith, but I don't even think... I think Rogue One's a perfect uh, analogy. Rogue One's... Yeah. Um, and, but the only... Like I told you in our text, the only problem I have with it is I am fucking confused of what's yes. going on. Yes. Well, also, the issue with this show um, is it seems that people that watch Rebels are giving this show 9 out of 10 so far. People that haven't seen Rebels are like 7, 7.5 out of 10. Yeah. Is what it seems. Um, it feels the pacing is very much Rebels. Um, it's, it's, it's Rebel Season 5 is what it is. It's not Ahsoka, it's Rebel Season 5. Yeah. I love Rebels. I don't think we'll get like throwaway episodes like we do in Rebels, of course, because it's only eight episodes. So hopefully not um, as long as they bring in Thrawn relatively soon. Otherwise, it's just going to get like tedious getting to Thrawn. But uh, yeah, I'm, I really enjoyed the first two episodes of the show. I like how in episode two, they basically like created a new galaxy. Like they found another galaxy. Let's talk. Let's talk about that. Well, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna go into deep spoilers. I know you know and about rebels. For, I don't for care the about record, spoilers. For the record, um, I have seen rebels, but I don't remember a lot other than really enjoying it. Like I, I don't remember like I was drinking a lot when I was watching rebels during the pandemic. It was a bad time in my life for my body, basically. Um, well, but the show was awesome. Um, yeah. It was very Star Wars ish. Um, yes, and like I said, the pacing of this is very much like Rebels. So the I'm not saber, like an expert on Rebels, but um, go start. I was gonna say the saber fights in this were amazing. Everything Star Wars yep. about this was and amazing. Sabine, that's the whole thing about Sabine is she wasn't supposed to look good. It's similar to Ray. Ray had way less training, but Sabine was an apprentice, I believe, to Ahsoka, and she only got a little bit of training. Okay. And not much, which is why she looked really weak and she took it to the heart easily. Um, she's not a Jedi. So, okay. um, and also, was it me or did the lightsabers look thinner than they have in Lost Star Wars? They, they looked more like flames than yes. light. Yes. That's what I noticed too, especially yep. when, they, when they were interacting with each other, they were yes. sparking. Um, I noticed that a lot in the J.J. Abrams movies too. Mm-hmm. Um, they started doing that as well. Um, so questions I have. Did Rebels introduce time travel? I know they introduced intergalactical travel from galaxy to galaxy because that's what they did in this episode. Was that was that already established in Rebels, where you could go from galaxy to galaxy, or is that new for this? This is new, I believe, from what I recall. Because I was, and that's mainly because I was watching uh, Star Wars Theory to uh, his reaction to it, Um, and he was blown away by the whole new galaxy thing. And this guy's watched Rebels like probably ten times over. Okay. so that's why I'm saying that I don't remember that about Rebels. Um, so I think it's new for the show. It's probably an idea Filoni had for Rebels, but he just never got to that because it got canceled after four seasons, which is why right. Rebels ended the way it did with Ezra going off into space because they couldn't continue because it was canceled. And there's something else that the witch mentioned time and space. Was time travel ever involved in Rebels? I think she might be referring to, I think it's called a time between worlds. Which is kind of time travel-y. Um, but I, don't know, I mean, we should probably check out a Rebels like YouTube video to see. I'll see if I can look some up after the show to well, get some I background. Because I did start watching Rebels. I'm only three episodes in, but okay. I did start. It's watching good. It. it is very good. The animation is surprisingly better than I thought. It was about the same as Clone Wars would be. But no, it's better. It's it's way better it's, than Clone they've, Wars. They've um they definitely progressed the technology since Clone Wars. I, yep. I've I've only watched it. Uh, I think halfway, maybe a little bit more than halfway of the first season of Clone Wars. Clone Wars season one is tough. I wasn't tough. super impressed, and I'm, I'm having. I wanted. I want to get through it, but I kind of know what happens with Ahsoka. I know she's the apprentice of Anakin, and then there's a big falling out, and Anakin when, goes to the dark side. And the thing is, is like, say Ahsoka and Anakin fight. Yep. Darth Vader actually has like, like Darth Vader wants to kill Obi Wan, right? Like, yeah. wants him dead. Wants him dead. Darth Vader holds back against Ahsoka because he likes her. Yeah. It's the only person that he actually, like, until Luke, which makes the end of Return of the Jedi even better because you know that Ahsoka kind of is the one that kind of breaks through his his exterior shell, so yes. to speak, as far as okay. him being a dark side user. Plus, she's also not a traditional Jedi. 
she's more of a gray Jedi where, because she leaves the Jedi order, um, essentially, which is where she is in Ahsoka. Um, last season of, of Clone Wars, which came out a few years ago, that was fucking really good. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's stuff when, when you find out, when she finds out that Anakin turned into Darth Vader, because they all think Anakin just died. Nobody knows it's Darth Vader except for a few people at first. And that um, happens in Clone Wars the last season, or is that Rebels? I know, I know, I know. Later it happens, on in Rebels. It happens in Rebels first. Okay. And then because Clone Wars ended, they did Rebels, and then they did the last season of Clone Wars on Disney Plus. That's right. Afterwards, yes. Right. Okay. So it kind of happens again, um, where Darth Vader knows it's Ahsoka and whatever. But it's it's a pretty big deal in Rebels when she finds out that Darth Vader was Anakin. Okay. Uh, okay if cool. memory serves correct. Nice. Um, so yeah, I did. I have started watching that. I wanted to bring that up. Um, I'm going to continue watching that uh, because I have a feeling I need to watch it to get to the rest of the show. I did like everything visually about the show. I love so oh, far. Yeah. It I made love me the feel, crawl at the beginning. Oh yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome to have a crawl back. We haven't had a crawl yep. since the for, since the sequel. Yep. Disaster that happened. Yep. But um, but yeah, it's good to feel Star Wars again. And actually, have something that feels like Star Wars. Yep. Obi Wan. Obi Wan felt like it too, but it was Obi-Wan very was like its own. World. It was very Obi Wan was. Uh, it was either really really great or really really bad. Yeah, like Obi Wan, there was no in between. It was just you watch an episode and you're like, okay, this episode had say 15 minutes of amazing stuff, and the rest you didn't really care about. Um, this show, I think, and is this- going to be a good treat for us. But it just sucks that so many people have not watched Rebels. And they didn't promote Rebels enough before this coming out, I think. Not at all. Like, they should have been saying, like, it should have been on the front page of Disney Plus, like, catch up on Rebels or, before Ahsoka. Blah, blah, blah. Or what they should have done is done a a thing, like a, an, a, like a half hour video just recapping everything that happened in Rebels that you need to know for, yeah. to watch this. I mean, they do it with the Marvel stuff where they do those uh, legend things. Yep. They're like 10 minute things on the characters that are going to show up in the new movies that are coming out. They, they yep. just recently did it for the TVA for uh, Loki um, and they did it for variants. I yep. think if they did something like that for Star Wars, especially for this, if it's so closely connected to Rebels, it would have been great. But Yep. Um, um, also, it was great to see uh, what the hell's his name? Clancy Brown. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite actors. My too. Um, He's Mr. incredible. Krabs. Lex Luthor. Yep. Mr. Krabs. Lex yep. Luthor. Uh, obviously Shawshank. Every, he was the bad game. guy in the last season of Dexter. And he is awesome in that. I am so glad he's on this show. I didn't look at any of the casting for the show outside of knowing who's playing Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, so it was really, I like, you know, give me a smile when I saw him on screen. And also it's cool to see all these characters we saw in animation now being live action. So yeah, he, he's one of these. He's one of the ones that moved over from animation because he did that character in animation. I heard. Yes, I believe so. And, and he's he did the voice because he he's a voice mm-hmm. actor. Oh, he does voice acting as well. He does Mr. Krabs first. Yeah. And so, if yeah. if Rosario Dawson wasn't such a huge Star Wars fan and basically yeah. was like, I want to play Ahsoka because she's my favorite character, then it probably would have been the girl that did Ahsoka yeah. on Clone Wars and Rebels because she's also a regular actor and actress and she would have been fine too. But. Yeah, here we are. I'm yeah. glad Rosario's. I'm glad Rosario's in the park because I love Rosario Dawson. Yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, that's it for what I watch. Have you watched anything else this week? No, I just started rewatching Friday Night Lights like I do every fall. I watch seasons one, three, four, and five. Okay. Um, first season's like oh. twenty two episodes, so it's long, but the rest are all like thirteen, so it's a good good watch for the fall. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, we are going into football season. Yes, big big sports uh, season in the fall. You reminded me perfectly for this. this. is a good segue. I wanted to go with the month of September, a sports movie a week for me to watch. Okay. I'm going to start my own, my first pick, my only, my only pick for this whole entire thing, a movie I've never seen. A football movie is Varsity Blues. I'm going to watch it next You've week. You've never seen that? No, I'm going to watch it next wow. week. Me and um, uh, the Mantis snuck into the theater like three different times because we weren't 18 yet. Um, yep. So I'm going to watch that next week. Um, Great movie. And uh, we'll talk about we'll do, and awesome. just come up with a couple a couple for the next for the next okay. few weeks going into September. There'll okay. be uh, there'll be some good movies. I know uh, Friday Night Lights the movie is that any good? I know you love the show. The, mo- the show is way better than the movie. Okay. The movie's just okay. Um, but yeah, I just watched the episode uh, last night. They're doing a roast um, 
of the coach and uh, the quarterback's dating the coach's daughter. And Tim Riggins is this drunk. It's uh, Taylor Kitsch, who's in a mil- who's been in a million things. He's really like the next Gambit. Kid. He's Gambit, yeah. And he just gets up and he's drunk. And he just goes, his joke for the roast is, how about Saracen sleeping with the coach's daughter? And everyone's just quiet. He just rolls his eyes. He just like kind of creeps off stage. <laughs> it's fucking great. I love this show. It's awesome. It's um, very wh- it's very Disney-fied. What about um, the movie Rudy? Have you seen that? Yes, good. I never, never. Uh, seen put that. that on your list. Okay. Um, I'll try to think of a few. I'll yeah. try to think football because it's football season. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Friday Night Lights should be one too. Um, and then you can continue it in like November. Maybe watch like one a month or something if you want. But okay. uh, we'll uh, we'll round up some sports movies. Okay. And uh, if there's some that I'll look it up and see if there's some that I haven't seen that I should see too. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, it's a good time to do it right in the beginning of football season. So. Um, so I want to do a quick, cause there's not much to talk about. I want to do a quick game slash list. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's do that. So, Screen Rant, the website, did a list of the most overrated movies that people think are the most overrated movies that are just people love for weird reasons. But why? Like, why do you love that movie? Kind of deal. Um, it's the twelve. There's twelve movies on list on this list of overrated movies. Um, I'm going to let you choose a couple and then we'll go through the list. This is number, there's just 12 of them here and there's some big ones. Um, not a lot of low budgets. Uh, a lot of these you've seen, a lot of these are classics. Some of them are, there's a couple of them are there that are newer in the last few years, but I will let you guess a couple and we'll see how far we get before we go through the list. Um, I'm going to go with my own personal one, even though I do enjoy the movie a lot. Um, we have talked about this movie recently and its sequel, but Avatar? Avatar is number six. Okay. Yep. And I think that should be higher. It would and be on, I th- higher th- on I th- list. I think it's a very good movie. Um, I just don't know why people went to the theater to see it two or three times. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get the Titanic. Like, uh, yeah. Visually, it's, it's great, but... Um, I'll say Titanic since we're going to stick with Cameron. Um, no, Titanic is not on the list. Okay, um, good. No. I love that movie. So um, I just uh, thought of it because it made so much goddamn money. Yeah, there's a couple um, of cla- there's a couple of classic movies. There's, there's some uh, movies on here that Gone, you really uh, love. Not Gone with the Wind. Is Gone with the Wind on there? No, uh, I don't think there's anything prior to the 70s. I don't okay, think so. Okay, never mind. I was going to yeah. say Citizen Kane. Um, no. Yes, yeah, everything. Yeah. It's like 80s, 70s. All right, so think more. We're gonna go into the more modern, modern time. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just go through the list because it's gonna take forever. I'll say the Dark Knight just cause. No, it's it's no, not okay, it's good. not the Dark Knight. But we'll go to number twelve, which is one of your favorite movies. And I can see this because I I've seen this movie, and I was confused. I haven't seen it since I saw it when it was on DVD for the very first time. If I you say Bar- Fight Club, you son of a bitch, I'll kill you. Number twelve is Fight Club. And I can see that because it is a if if you're watching this for the first time, you haven't read the books, you're not invested, and you haven't watched it as many times as you have, you could get confusing confused by this story um, of what happens at the end, the big twist with him and um, with with him and Brad Pitt. Um, so what's see, your opinion on how other people would 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 think that is being overrated? I think it's just because so many. It's a cult movie, so I think that's why. Yeah, that may be um, too because. Uh, yeah, cult movies typically are considered overrated because you hear about them, hear about them, then you see it, and it just doesn't live up to the hype. Um, yeah. That movie, I had not read the book or knew anything about it going in. Until after, okay. And saw and absolutely loved it when I came out. Um, so I just think it's one of those things where it's just been hyped up like for so much. So say you're 20, 25 years old right now. Obviously, you didn't see it when it came out, and you've heard about it. Um, I could see why, but that's also a movie that definitely holds up today. Yeah. Um, 
and it that was, was my next. Pr- it was pretty much ahead of its time. Like rewatch it. I can't believe you haven't rewatched it ever. I've only watched Maybe it once. We should uh, rewatch that at some point in the fall and give pineapple scores to it. Okay. Um, I haven't watched it in probably about a year. Yeah, it's one of your favorites. So yeah. Um, number eleven movie I've never seen. Romantic comedy said to be one of the best romantic comedies ever made. The Notebook. Never seen it. Um, Ryan Gosling. I, I can see why that's overrated. Um, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it once or twice. Yep. Um, with the woman, I didn't see it by myself. I would not watch nice, that. By nice myself. caveat. <laughs> nice well, caveat. You I walk in, my roommate's watching fucking Dawson's Creek last night, two nights ago. Oh, I'm like, what the fuck? And and then like two seconds later, like his girlfriend comes out of the bathroom, and I'm like, oh, okay, this makes way more sense now. <laughs> uh, number ten. This is unbelievable. This is this is on the list because I just recently watched this in the last couple of years. Jaws, the first Jaws, um, just for the the amount of uh, again, uh, it's all based on hype. Yeah, like Jaws is the if most a movie hyped like that. Summer like, movie ever. it's one of the most hype summer movies ever. It literally created the blockbuster trend. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I could definitely see that. Yep. Uh, number nine. Uh, recently watched that as well when we were when we were doing our uh, our lead up to the Batman last year Chinatown, Jack Nicholson. Yep. Um, Roman Polanski did the movie. Um, yeah, Chinatown. It's a uh, it's a good movie. It's a very um, good movie. I, it's it, everybody puts it on their top of their list, and I think that's why it's over on the yeah. overrated list. It's on everybody's I mean, top list of best yeah. movies ever. So, like honestly, okay, think about it this way: I saw the Godfather movies later than I should have. Yes. I think they're overrated. I think they're fucking fantastic films, but yeah. like, I think they're over because all I heard so much is that they're the, at least the second one is like the greatest movie of all time. Second one um, is not that good to me. So like a lot of people think the second one's better than the first. No. Um, but I enjoy them. I think they're very, very good. They're very well made, but I mean, I can, I think they're overrated. I, I, I think I've watched The Godfather because I start. I didn't watch it until I was in my twenties. Yeah, same. I've watched it so many times now that it is up there for me now. Yeah, um, it is one of those movies that is just a stamp in time that is just not. It's just not replaceable. Um, and they try to they try to make more movies like that. Um, so number eight, we're gonna we're gonna keep going down the list. Number eight is a big movie came out in the mid nineties. Um, this movie, I. I can see why it could be considered overrated, but it is a very, very popular, high on the list movie. It is Forrest Gump. Robert Zemeckis' uh, next movie after Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, a pretty big story I that, think that pans throughout that, the whole entire man's life. That movie is one of my, it's probably my top 25 movies of all time. My At two. the same time. At the same time, if you look at what it beat, because that one film of the year, right? I think uh, so. At, at the Oscars, and it beat like yep. some pretty tough competition, and it's probably the worst of the movies it beat. Um, I think that well, I could be where I that comes from. So I have it here. It beat out Shawshank and yep. Pulp Fiction, two movies. That's that it. Are Shawshank and Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. Shawshank wasn't that big when it came out. Like it was one of those weird movies. It didn't make much in the theaters, mm-hmm. but then when um, VHS obviously it was a big thing, it was one of those movies that was you couldn't rent. Like yeah. everyone was watching it on VHS. Yeah. Uh, that's where that it grew from. Um, Forrest Gump, I think, to it was kind of like a lifetime achievement award for Robert Zemeckis to get mm-hmm. that as his Oscar for movie. And Tom Hanks is in it. It's very very good. I love that movie, yeah, um, but I could see like I've listened to a lot of podcasts that think it's like one of like it's just not nearly as good as the fact it won the Oscar for best film. It's a feel good movie, but yeah, I could see I could see that. Yeah, um, number seven, a horror movie, kind of a uh, adaptation of a Stan, uh, Stephen King book, um, The Shining, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Uh, I know there's a lot of controversy with that movie. Being so uh, different from the books, uh, where the point I think wasn't uh, Doctor Sleep. They completely um, took a different direction from the first Shining movie and, and made a sequel to the book. Is that correct? Doctor uh, Sleep. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what I was uh, it's him. Him and uh, Joe Hill, who was his son, wrote the book. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, the number seven, The Shining. Number six, Avatar. Number five, a uh, musical that came out in the last 10, 10 years, uh, uh, The Greatest Showman. I agree with that. Um, I liked the movie. I think um, I think uh, Hugh Jackman was great in it. But uh, for, for it being considered one of the greatest musicals of all time when it came out, um, I don't agree with that. I think it was just because there hadn't been any really good musicals out in a while. Um, and, and Hugh Jackman did a good job in that, um, did a really good job. And, uh, and number five. Number four. An animated movie, huge animated movie, if not the most popular, famous, most money-making franchise Disney has right now, Frozen. Number four. Yeah, I, uh, I like, um, I like, I like Frozen first, a lot. I like the first Frozen movie. Yep. But yeah, I think it is overrated as well. Um, it's a very, very... Um, That's yeah, the... It, it, did you say it's the number one animated movie of all time still? I, is, believe, right? I believe Mario's it is, right behind it. Mario is, yeah, I think it's either close. Mario's Mario. right behind it. Yes, I believe so. Um, so that was number four. Number three, movie came out in 1989 or 90. Um, this movie is pretty huge. Um, this is number three in the all-time overrated movie list, and I can't believe this. It is The Silence of the Lambs. That's number three? Can you three? see that? Number three on this Most list. Most overrated movie? And that movie is incredible. There's a lot of there's a lot of psychological shit in that movie. And it's, that movie, uh, fucking, they literally created the genre of thriller because of that movie. Because yeah. they didn't want it, they wanted it to get an Oscar, and they couldn't call it a horror movie. Yeah. Um. Well, that's re- I do not see that because I also don't see that because, like we talked about, it seems like a lot of these movies are like word of mouth. Everyone talking about how, like, I don't hear anyone talk about that movie that much. Like, no. Like the other movies we've mentioned. Yeah. I don't know. That's a weird well, one next, to me. The next two movies are are big, huge geek movies. Number one and number two. Number two is a movie that is near and dear to our hearts. Something that we grew up on. And I will give you a hint. It is a movie set in a galaxy far, far away. Now, you have movies to choose from. Which one do you think of all the Star Wars movies is number two on the overrated movie list. Empire? It is not Empire. Is it A New Hope? It is not A New Hope. Is it's it... Return of the Jedi. It's Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, yeah. It's Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I was going to go... And I, for the record, I was going to go Force Awakens next. I kind of figured um, that's why I stopped you. Um, okay. <laughs> it is... Yeah, it's... Return of the Jedi is a great movie... But it does not live up to what Empire did, and a lot of people. It have has that the best scene. scene in Star Wars. So it has the best scene off. in Star Wars. Yeah, it has the best scene in Star Wars. But I mean, it's a lot of a lot of the movie is um, not great, um, but it has well, the best scene in Star Wars, and something that was built up for three movies. Yep. And for that, it's a five out of five pineapples for me, just like the other two are both five out of fives because I love all three of those fucking movies. I never even, even thought, I never even even thought if a lot, of Even that. if a lot of shit doesn't make sense in Return of the Jedi. Um, but yeah. Like I never thought of that. Out, but. I never thought of that if they would be all five pineapples for me. I'm pretty sure that they may actually be all five for me too. They all I'd are. Never, I'd, have to, I'd have to go back and watch whichever, them. Really... Whichever one I'm watching is probably my favorite. Like Whichever one is on is my favorite that I'm watching. Um, I think returns a little bit less than the other two. Yes. Um, but I enjoy all three of them so much. Yeah. Like they give me joy. It's funny because the minute you, like you mentioned the scrawl on Ahsoka, when you see that scrawl scrawl on these movies, you're immediately yeah. in this movie for two and a half hours. Like you're stuck in, mm-hmm. you're in the world, you're watching it. You don't, I don't, this is one of those movies. I don't even pause. I just watch right straight through. Yep. It's and, uh, yeah. It's uh. Like I was talking to my cousin at dinner tonight, uh, it's called what they term now is called getting Shawshanked is if you're flipping through the channels or I guess streaming service now, so it wouldn't make any sense that way. But if you're flipping through the channels 10 years ago and Empire Strikes Back is on and you're sucked into Hoth and you just watch the movie for the entirety of the movie. Same thing happened with Shawshank, Goodfellas, all these movies. So. So, number one. This movie is more recent than anything else that's been on this list so far. It's something that you've actually mentioned on this podcast before. In a overrated well, kind of sense. And it's part of the, probably the biggest franchise outright at the moment. Is it 
an MCU movie? It is an MCU movie. Is it you've now you've mentioned this before being not as good as something this... else. Endgame? Nope. Uh, close. Because that's not as good as Infinity War. Yep. You're it's close. Infinity War? It is Infinity no. War. Number one. N- number one in Infinity War. Now, what did I say? It's not as good? Oh, mentioned... Cap- it's not as good. I don't like it as much as Captain America. No, well, you, you've also mentioned that it's not... You've mentioned that Infinity War is better than Endgame. Oh, yeah. Way better. Way better. As far as the story the story is concerned, but a lot of Story, people, characters... Yeah, I, I like that movie way more. A lot of people don't like the abrupt ending, and there's no... Complete, oh, yeah. It's kind of like the same thing that's happening with the second um, Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, like yeah. And same exact. the new uh, Mission Impossible, which yep. apparently no one's Which seen. I hear, too. Wow, that's crazy, too. That's a crazy story. But yeah, that's the list. And, that's and, number one. And something that's probably going to happen when we get into trailer talk in two minutes. Yes. Again. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it. So, speaking of that, that's our list for this week. Um, let's get into the news. And it's not a new segment without the trailer roundup, and I'm only doing one whip because I am doing a janky setup tonight. Um, new trailer for Frasier. New series, uh, new reboot of the series with so, uh, Kelsey Grammer who, coming back. Who wanted this? Number one, have you ever watched an episode of Frasier? I know it's a very yes. popular show in the 90s, so you have watched it. I don't think Obviously. I've ever seen an episode I watched of it, Yeah, because I was watching Frasier, Friends, oh, Seinfeld, all that stuff. Yeah, all oh, that rock, um, yeah, shit. So it was, it was always, uh, like, I liked Frasier, but I didn't, that wasn't something I looked forward to. It was either on before or after Seinfeld. I can't remember the exact way it went, but it would be on, and I'd watch it. But, uh, yeah, it's not a show that I think, but it's an interesting idea because there's no Niles. I think Frazier took place in New York, right? Yeah. So, well, he started he's off back, in he's back in He's back in Boston for this new yeah. show. So they didn't have to bring everyone back and pay everyone. And from like what Niles I hear, whatnot, so. from what I hear, uh, October 12th, it comes out uh, two episodes. I also heard today that there's going to be an episode where he goes back to the bar in Boston, goes back yep. to Cheers. I'm wondering if they bring back any of the Cheers cast and do a Cheers reunion because that would be see. fucking huge. Were you a Cheers guy? I was a huge Cheers kid. When, really? We're talking, we're talking early '90s Cheers. Yeah, we're talking Sam and Diane. We're talking way, way, way back in my, yeah, yeah. my lexicon. But, Cheers is a show I never watched until it was on Hulu. Yeah, um, I watched. It I, I like Cheers runs. a lot. Yeah. Um, can't believe you never got into Seinfeld with you being a Cheers guy because Seinfeld was the lead into Cheers, and that was a big. Uh, issue with with Larry David. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking late '80s. I was watching way before Seinfeld. Even when did, when did Seinfeld start? Like '91, '92, '89. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. then. I remember um, seeing it. I remember seeing it on TV. It was the lead in for Cheers. And uh, Larry's Larry David's big thing is I don't want to be Cheers' little brother, which is why. Well, you haven't seen it, but George Costanza when they make a show called Jerry on the show Seinfeld season four, his entire arc is about making a show, basically Seinfeld. Uh, okay. George's whole thing is, I can't believe they paid Ted Danson that much. and They won't pay us. And he's like, and Jerry's like, who are you? He's like, I'm me. And he's like, who's Ted Danson? He's somebody. <laughs> it was, it's a, it's a great bit. Uh, season four of Seinfeld is fantastic. Um, I got, I got to get through Seinfeld. I got to get through Seinfeld too. Yeah. Just don't worry about just, Force yourself to watch first two seasons and then watch season three on is okay. really good. Okay. But okay. the first couple seasons are rough. But uh, yeah, because I love um, Curb. You got me into yeah, Curb. You love I Curb? love every. I love every season of Curb. I've yep. I've watched Seinfeld. That's one of those shows I've yeah. seen episodes here and there, but I've never I gone think, through the whole series. Especially like, if you like watch like season four, where it's an entire arc throughout okay. the entire ser- season is well, just that, fantastic. That reminds me, which of is Curb. what Curb does. Yeah, yeah. Me all of Curb. Curb does that. Yep. So yeah. Um, another trailer came out this week, a little teaser trailer for Good Burger 2, which also nobody asked for. <laughs> Keenan and Kel coming back, a Nickelodeon yeah, uh, yeah. reboot of the whole entire movie franchise that started in the 90s from all that and all that shit. Who gives a shit? Um, so Good Burger 2 with Keenan and Kel. But the big trailer this week, the one that gave Kevin a huge boner, was Rebel Moon. Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, his Star Wars opus that... that uh, do you want to give a little background to what happened with 
Zack Snyder in Star Wars and why he did this movie? Basically, he pitched this movie to Kathleen Kennedy um, right before the sale to Disney. Okay. Uh, like, the sale was happening, but nobody knew about it. And it just didn't get off the ground. And he ended up doing Man of Steel. He might. Have, I think it was right after he did Man of Steel. So okay. he pitched this idea right after Man of Steel. At that point, he was going to do Man of Steel 2. It was before the studio forced him to add... Uh, uh, Batman and make it a universe. It was only going to be a Superman movie. Right. Um, so basically this idea kind of sat on the shelf for a while. And then of course we've been over what happened with DC. Uh, he left DC and started and signed a deal with Netflix. Um, and this is his second Netflix movie. He did that zombie robbing casino right. movie, which was just very, very, very average. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. It's it's basically going to be Star Wars with violence and sex, is what yeah. Ed Screen said, yeah. um, and bad language R-rated Star Wars. Um, like they're they're lightsabers in this. Um, you can only use them like if you cut off your arm and attach it or something like that. Like there's some weird like gimmick where like you can attach that shit to your arm. Um, I don't know, but I'm really looking forward to it. Although. Zack Snyder needs to stop doing this fucking over-stylized... It's a three-and-a-half-minute trailer with fucking... Slow-mo. Slow-mo. So, fucking, like, it works sometimes, <laughs> but don't do entire films yeah. like it. Like, I hope not. For instance, like, for the Justice League movie, I love his version of Justice League, but he didn't use slow-mo on every character. It would make sense to do it for The Flash. It would have been a two-and-a-half-hour yeah. movie if he sped it up a little bit. Yeah, That movie's right. literally 33% slow-motion. Yeah. Um... And also, there will be a director's cut of this, which makes no goddamn yes. sense in the fucking planet. Because you didn't have time restraints, because the only reason why they make you cut movies down is so they can fit into theaters and have a certain amount of showings per day. But this is going straight to Netflix, so why have a... Allegedly, it's going to be a five-hour cut of part one. Um, that doesn't make any sense. And also, director's cuts in general were kind of there to give the director, like... His director cuts change the entire fabric of the movie. Like, yeah. they're not like two or three scenes out of in. They change the entire fabric of the movie. Yeah. So, I guess you could say, even though a lot of people I know on the internet I talked with daily would find this very offensive, but he might not be a very good storyteller. No. Visually, he's a great storyteller. I love Zack Snyder's films, the way they look, the way they feel. Uh, the sound is awesome. But if you have to rely on on basically three hours to tell your story. Like this whole thing is with like, like Oppenheimer just came out. It's a three hour movie. Mm -hmm. Christopher Nolan leaves nothing out of his movies. There is no Christopher Nolan director cuts because he knows precisely what he needs in his movie. Uh, so his three hour movie was probably like a four hour movie, which is not much to cut off of most two and a half hour movies or four hour movies to begin with before they cut trim stuff yeah. down. But if Zack Snyder's, make it a five hour cut. That means he has like eight to 10 hours of movie to cut down to that five hours. Holy then shit. cut that down again to two and a half for Netflix or whatever. Um, but it'd be nice if Zach just didn't use so much goddamn slow-mo all the time, yeah. Yeah. which is why people call him like this stylistic, but it's like he got that cause he did a, a, a panel to screen adaptation for 300, which yeah. is literally just the comic book on screen. Exactly. That's exactly what I thought too. Three three hundred. It was the catalyst for all of that. Fucking love that movie, but still, yeah. it's like you don't need all this slow mo. Yeah. Like, like I said, Justice League would have been incredibly like you could have made a three hour Justice League movie without the studio interference, two and a half three hours, and it would have been great. Just take out all the fucking slow mo. Um, so yeah, they announced there's going to be two movies in the, as part of this. Uh, mm -hmm. first one coming out on December 22nd called The Child of Fire, or A Child yep. of Fire. And the second part coming out called The Star Giver, or The Scar which, Giver, which April 19th. Shocked the hell out of me that they're releasing so soon. Like the second one. I thought it, there'd be at least a year apart. Yeah. Um, so this is good. I like this, that they're releasing so quickly. And I don't think these are going to change because this is a Netflix thing and Netflix is, needs needs content. So this will probably yep. stay on. But Yeah, and uh, we'll you don't need the actors to go out and promote shit for Netflix like yep. like the theaters. Because you're not trying to sell tickets. You're trying to – it's different different thing. So, 
yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. The second part comes out the week before I go back to work. Yep. Which is scary to think about. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It looks good. It's Star Wars. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll um, see. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's good. I'm really, really hoping that it's good. <laughs> yeah, me too. At this point. Um, yeah, I love we need, we, need, so. we need a new good original sci-fi Star Wars-esque yes. movie. So I love good. new IP, so yep. it's good. Yep. It's um, also good that Disney isn't suing him. Yes, because that is a... The minute I saw that lightsaber, I was like, that's a fucking lightsaber. There's no if ands, or buts about it. That's a ah, lightsaber. That's a laser sword, bro. Oh, fuck. Um, so, Blue Beetle, big movie last weekend. Made $10 million on its opening was it? day. Was it, though? It was the big opening movie. Well, it was the, it, it, it was won the box enough, office. Yes. It was big enough to win the box office, dethrone Barbie after five, after four weeks, and bring it down to the second spot for twenty one million. Yeah. But Blue Beetle only made twenty five million. Yes. Which is being considered a box office failure for DC once again. Um, yeah, so, I looked at the theater today. There's fucking like four showings. Yeah. In like. Theater 15, which is like the worst theater on the planet. That's where I saw the whale. So, yeah. Um, so the rest of the, the rest of the movies, um, the, the other movie that came out last week was Strace, which I know we wanted yes. to see as well. It's um, getting decent reviews, right? It's getting decent reviews, kind of mixed a little bit too, because it's just one of those. It's a comedy. Uh, formula, so it should, it's, a for, yeah. it's a formula that's familiar. Yeah. Um, it only opened at fifth. A fifth place with eight point three million, so that's also be considered a failure. Um, however, it's comedies in a pandemic after post pandemic world, so uh, it's pretty uh, understandable. Um, a lot of people wait to see comedies at home, like we have yeah. recent, in recent times. So yeah, um, domestically, Oppenheimer has got seven hundred eighteen million dollars. I mean, this is uh, that's incredible. This is globally, seven hundred eighteen million dollars global. Um, Barbie has. One point two eight billion dollars. Yep. Meg two has now three hundred million. I can't. Um, I can't believe Meg two made three hundred million internationally. It's just huge. And Blue Beetle yeah. scored another eighteen million dollars overseas as well. Um, so yeah, Blue Beetle being considered kind of a failure. Um, I think it would have been better on streaming. But the thing is about streaming is you already have a fan base that are paying subscribers. Yeah. Unless unless they got more money out of subscribers, say, oh, you can watch this movie for ten dollars more or whatever. Maybe that could be the future. Which is what Disney know. tried and it failed miserably. It failed miserably. It's because <laughs> they, they charged too much. They charged yeah, twenty dollars for Black no, Widow. Thirty. It was thirty. Yeah, fuck that. That's way too much. Um, but it makes Barbie, sense though if you think it does make sense if you like have like three or four people over to watch it, then they all right, give you like five right. bucks or whatever. But if you're just sitting there like me and you at home with our cats. I'm not paying thirty dollars to watch fucking Black Widow. As a cat's licking his balls next to you, or what's left of him. Yeah. Um. So, but Barbie, it ended up passing Super Mario as 2023's highest grossing movie of all time at the, dom- well, at the domestic box office. I mean, for this year, five hundred and seventy-five <laughs> million dollars. Kevin just gave a heart-shaped, uh, heart-shaped love to his cat. Um. Barbie uh, surpassed Super Mario Brothers, so it is the number one movie of this year so yep. far. I didn't see. Um, I thought it would. Probably I thought it would be. make a billion. I thought it would make a billion. I didn't see it passing Mario once right. Mario made that much. Um, but I mean, yeah, good for Barbie. I can't wait to watch it. Honestly, yeah, I can't either. It comes out I think two weeks from now, so it would be interesting. The fourth, yeah, the fourth. Yep, yeah. comes out later. Um, Speaking of coming out, Blue Beetle will be out on September nineteenth. So only a few more weeks for that too. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, didn't, you didn't watch that. You didn't watch that yet. Have, you know, you no, like I said, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna go lesson after work, but I was just too tired. And yeah. then I looked at the showings today, and the boys wanted to grab lunch, and my cousin was in town, so it just didn't happen. So yeah. I'll just wait for then because me whatever. too. That's the, that's the thing. It's like going to a movie theater is it, it's a great it's a great experience. Yep. It's just the travel getting over there. Yep. Compared to. And we all have limited time in our adult lives. Yeah. It's, it's Especially to watching it at home. In yeah. the summer, yeah. Yep. I missed the movie. The last movie I saw was Oppenheimer, and I'm itching to get back. Like the, a fucking last, crack fiend. The last movie I saw was The Flash, and I, there's a lot of movies I have missed. I haven't seen Oppenheimer. I haven't seen Barbie. I haven't seen mm-hmm. Blue Beetle. All movies that we would normally see in the middle of winter. So, yeah. um, And and time, time this, and just like for me, summer is horrible for me as well. So. Yep. Um, 
So let's get into the news. Uh, rest in peace to Terry Funk, the hardcore legend, hardcore uh, invent. In, 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 he invented hardcore, hardcore wrestling. In, yeah, he, he, he and Ric Flair in that match. Yeah, he he was for me. I remember him in WrestleMania 14, watching that yep. VHS all the time. I remember him showing up every once in a while in documentaries. Of course, he was in. Um, I always want to say Dark Side of the Ring, but it was Beyond the Mat. Yep, um, he was in that. Um, he he is a very. The guy had about fifty-two retirement matches in his life. Like every match was his last match, and he just kept going. And his body took a took a toll on him, and he died yeah. from dement. He died from uh, complications from dementia. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if they'll ever test his. I don't know if they'll ever test his brain to see what all this toll did on him. But he. He is the influ- He is the inspiration for Mick Foley. If you know Mick Foley, we talk about him all the time. Yep, the hardcore legend in his own right. Um, he is. He's given his self to the ring. He's gotten scars all over his body. He's ripped his fucking ear off. He's gotten teeth knocked out. He's getting teeth knocked through his mouth into up into his nose. So, both of these guys obviously on a similar path and. Uh, Terry, Terry, unfortunately, uh, succumbed to his uh, old age and all the wear and tear in the ring this week, and he died. Um, I yeah, he, he was. Uh, I had the tape of him. Just the first thing I ordered from our video was I got three tapes. It was best of death matches uh, in ECW, or no, best of hardcore matches in ECW, best of oh. Taz fan cams, and the show where he and Mick Foley were overseas and did those three matches. Yeah. Uh, Foley did three matches. One of them was against Terry Funk. It was the C4 match, barbed yeah. wire ring match, and one other match. Um, I used to watch those tapes on loop endlessly. Barely legal. The first ECW pay-per-view we watched yes. last year. Him and Taz. Yes. That yep. match was awesome. That was one of the yep. best ECW matches and matches I've seen ever. Um, the yeah. way they threw themselves into that match was amazing. Yep. Um, and it put ECW on the map. Um, that match was awesome. I forgot. I forgot all about that until you mentioned uh, Taz. But yeah, uh, rest in peace to Terry Funk. Um, yes. Lego setting up a new headquarters in in uh, Boston off the Massachusetts Turnpike. Um, they're putting a hundred thousand a hundred thousand square foot new building. It's going to be a, a Lego headquarters. I think the, currently there's one in Connecticut. That, excuse me. They're moving it over to uh, Massachusetts. To be closer to MIT because they do a lot of um, they do a lot of stuff with MIT to do uh, yep. to media lab stuff. Um, so yeah, Lego. Uh, I know they're. I think they're located out of the, the Netherlands somewhere. I'm not really sure exactly, but somewhere over in Europe. Um, but they do have a uh, little little uh, headquarters over here in, in the United States, and this one's going to be in Massachusetts. So that's uh, cool. Um, Percy Jackson's in the Olympians. Um, I remember I liked that first movie that came out. Um, fuck probably 15 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a Disney plus series coming out on December 20th of the two episode premiere. There's a little teaser trailer last weekend. I forgot to put it in, in the notes for our podcast last week, but um, yeah, Percy Jackson, the Olympians, it's a good story um, about this kid that gets sent to a um, summer camp for, uh, for Greek gods, sons of sons and daughters of Greek gods. And uh, the camp is run by Greek gods and Greek goddesses. So, I know there's a scene with Medusa in the movie, and uh, I think Uma Thurman played her in the movie, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, I think so. Yep. But uh, yeah, there's going to be a series on Disney Plus on December 20th. Um, the Nun. Have you seen The Nun? I know you've seen some of those Conjuring movies. Um, I don't believe I have. No. I mean, like, I'm um, very like I'm very casual Conjuring fan. Like, if it's if I see it and I have nothing else to watch, I'll throw it on. Like, if I'm searching through HBO or whatever. But right, I'm not a huge fan of those movies. Um. So the nun, the actress, uh, claiming that Warner Brothers is hiding a lot of their money of what they made from her likeness. Um, of course, um, if you've ever seen those movies, I mean, I have never seen those movies, but I know her face. I know this nun, this ghost-like figure of a nun. Um, she's, she's. Uh, I think she's suing them for uh, either that or she wants to. She wants to figure out how to uh, figure out profits of what she's owed for using her likeness on merchandising and everything else that they've used it for. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, kind of part of what's going on right now with all the actors in Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, the the whole likeness issue. Um, yep. A lot of it's aud- audible likeness, and some of it is digital AI, so forth. And, yeah. Um, a new poster came out for Gen V from the Boys uh, coming out on Prime on uh, uh, on September 29th. 
uh, brand new series uh, spinoff from The Boys set Thank in like, like an Xavier uh, Xavier School for Gifted. Can't wait. It's set in The Boys universe, so it's going to be exciting. I uh, can't wait for that as well. Um, Sony revealed the Project Q, the official handheld for the PlayStation 5, is going to be called the PlayStation Portal. Um, it's going to be a handheld kind of like a Switch with PlayStation uh, PlayStation controllers on both sides. And uh, you can play your your games from the PlayStation remotely on this thing. I know you can currently do that with your iPhone and a controller set up as well. But this is going to be an, a PlayStation official thing that you can do. Um, so you can play any of your PlayStation. If somebody wants to watch TV, you can have your PlayStation running in the background while so, you're uh, playing. So Wii U. It's, it's a Wii like U. It. It's a Switch. It's all that stuff yep. all combined into one. Except the Switch, you can't do it remotely. But this you can. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, well, no, Switch you can because the system is the handheld you device. Have to, you have to plug it in to play it on your computer, on your TV at the same time. I mean, you, oh, can't, yeah, yeah. you can't do both. But I think you can, this yeah. you can. You can oh, okay. Interesting. Cool. Yep. Um, Netflix is releasing a new series featuring um, Al Snow, the wrestler, yep. um, trying to save OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, which has been around for quite a while. It used to be the, um, the training ground for the WWF back in the 90s, I believe. Um, Al Stone is the head of that right now, and uh, it's going to be a new series, and they released the first trailer for it. Um, it's going to be called Wrestlers, um, setting up how he's going to try to save this company from uh, from falling apart. I don't know anything about OVW currently. Um, I, I'm, sure he, I'm sure he does a lot of training still. Um, Al Snow is about double the size Are, he was muscle-wise. Is OVW no longer connected to WWE? I don't believe they are because I think they went okay. through a Florida Championship after this. Um, it was yes. in the like late 90s, early And then 2000s. they just created NXT out NXT of NXT through that, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of exciting. Also, wrestling-related, Kurt Angle documentary coming on Peacock next Good. week on September 2nd. Um, I hope they talk about Foxcatcher. Is to uh, coincide. Uh, it, it's actually done by the team that did Foxcatcher. Oh, perfect! Um, they're producing. I, I fucking it. love that movie. And I think that's why I, that's why I wanted to bring it up because the team that did Foxcatcher are doing this as well. It's a whole documentary awesome. on Kurt Angle. Oh yeah, I see it now. It's uh, it's about his Olympic rise, his wrestling rise. It's it's produced by WWE. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's uh, right around the same. It's the same day that their next pay per view. It's going to be in Pittsburgh. It's coming out. He's from Pittsburgh, so that's why yep. I'm doing it. Uh, it's gonna be on Peacock next week. Kurt Angle, second. most underrated wrestler of the Attitude Era. You watch um, clips of him. On, he is on so Facebook good. Now. Yeah, he's amazing. He's and, so uh, good. He was underrated back then, and I wish he he, he gets. I wish he got his uh, just dessert better now than he yeah. than he has. Um, also, former roommate, former roommate of Teddy Hart. They were roommates in OVW. Also uh, related to <laughs> John Bernthal through marriage. Yes, through marriage. Um, Hot Ones, the wing eating uh, show that's on on Facebook and YouTube and all that. MJF and Adam Cole are on an episode this week. Truth or Dare? Oh, or is it out yet? Yeah, it's out. I think it came out yesterday. Ah, yeah. Nice. They're promo- they're promoting a uh, a W All In that's in uh, which London is the weekend. Wembley. It's Wembley, right? It's in Wembley this weekend. Yep. Um, which the card looks amazing. That uh, it's one of those things that I wish I had uh, nefarious ways to <laughs> download shit, bro, uh, illegally. We'll talk off pod. We don't want to uh, implement Kevin's uh, ways of. Uh, hey, we'll what I do off. is legal. Define legal. <laughs> Define what you I, do. <laughs> I watch things. Okay. Uh, we'll stop. Right <laughs> um, we, I love Marvel shows. We love, we love Star Wars shows on Disney+. Plus. Um, we always said, well, it kind of sucks. We don't get any, uh, we don't get any of the special features or anything you get on the digital, on a digital or physical copy release. Well, Disney heard our, our talk about that and they decided to release Loki season one in, in right around the time of when Loki season two comes out, WandaVision, the whole series and Mandalorian season one and season two on physical media, 4k Blu-ray. Um, September 26th is going to be Loki Season 1 um, and uh, WandaVision. And November 28th and December 12th is going to be Mandalorian Season 1 and Season 2. All coming out with a whole bunch of special features, a whole bunch of uh, 
gag reels and documentaries and all that stuff. I'm excited for Loki and WandaVision. I hope they come out on iTunes because I don't collect the physical anymore, but I would love to right. have a copy of this and all the special features and stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Um, you're seeing a lot more physical media come out now because of stuff coming off of digital, uh, coming off of streaming. I mean, right. um, you're going to see a lot more of this because they're, they're, they're trying to save for, from um, royalties, unfortunately. So like I mentioned before, multiple times we were in a renaissance of streaming for the longest time. And now that is going to be scaled back. Um, I don't think they'll ever get rid of Marvel or Star Wars shows, but there'll be stuff adjacent. The to original that content like that probably will never go away. No. Um, but if a show gets canceled or just isn't doing well, like um, what's that Willow? show? That's Willow. Willow. But um, the show on HBO they got taken off, and everyone was Westworld. About it. Westworld. Westworld. Yeah. Yes, because nobody was watching that, so they just they're just gonna take it off anyway, so they don't care. Um, but yeah, it yeah. sucks. Um, and Westworld, it sucks Westworld when they take off show. stuff you buy and they don't let you watch it after you buy it. That's what. And sucks. that's and but that's why that's, that, very that's why rare, physical. That's why physical media is coming back, um, and it's it's to get that audience that misses those shows, um, yep. that still collect or still want to watch them. They can have them at home. Yep. Um, I just hope they do a digital release as well on iTunes because I would I would rather have it on theirs yeah. to watch. I mean, I I'm I still collect physical, just not nearly as much as I have on my digital library. And by the way, I these do are all... I do prefer physical. So, um, but it's just easier to just stream off iTunes. And these are all steel books as well, and a lot of people collect steel books yes. over the regular regular plastic uh, cases. So that's actually pretty cool. I like the steel books. Um, but if, uh, if it comes with a steel book with a digital code, would you buy it then? Uh, it depends on how much it is. I mean, if okay. it's if it's the same price as it is on iTunes, maybe because it does come with extra artwork. I do mm -hmm. like the cover art on these as well. But I don't like I don't have shelves for this shit anymore. I had I built yeah. a whole entire cabinet for my DVDs a decade and a half ago. Yeah, I don't have that shit anymore. What am I gonna do with yep. this stuff? So, um, John Krasinski, um, rumored last week to be James Gunn's uh, new uh, Batman for Brave and Bold. I don't know if you saw that or not. It was a big uh, rumor. James Gunn shot it down. He did shoot it um, down. He um, said, "Yeah, he basically was like, we don't have a script yet." And I mean, yeah. you'd never cast somebody before there's a script anyways, because you don't know Wars. if they're right. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> you, you don't, you don't do that because they might not be right for the script. Um, so I wouldn't mind it. Um, I think he'd be fine, but it's not going to happen probably, especially if there's rumors like this right now, yeah. or maybe it could happen because there's rumors like this right now. Who knows? Yeah. Um, maybe he was in talks before everything shut down. And they just can't talk about it because of that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, I don't think they'll cast unless there's at least an outline of a script. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nintendo had confirmed that Charles Martinet, who did the voice of uh, the original Mario from uh, the video game, started in 1991. More iconic in the Nintendo 64 version of Super Mario. The It's a me, a Mario, that guy. He's yep. stepping back from uh, doing the voice work. He's kind of retiring Becoming a Mario ambassador, going to be traveling, probably doing uh, uh, comic cons and whatever. He was uh, um, he was in the movie also. He, wa he was in the movie. Had a little quick cameo, but he's going to retire. Um, he's not going to be in the new uh, Super Mario Wonder that's coming out. I think it's Wonder, right? The new the new yep. game. Comes um, he's, not doing, he's, not doing, he's not doing the voice of uh, Mario in that. So um, yeah, he's uh, he's iconic in our childhood, especially for the '64 version because I played that game for hours and hours. I was always those sound effects running through my head constantly. Yep. So, um, the writers, yep. The uh, writer strike says studios, uh, latest offer is not yet good enough. Um, the writers were told, told members that the latest offer from the studios was not good. Um, and they are willing to, uh, they're willing to negotiate. They're still negotiating. Um, but, uh, there's a lot of omissions to what they're proposing. There's a lot of stuff that are, uh, they're just not meeting meeting their demands, and uh, they're still striking. Um, this is a mess, and uh, actors same boat. Um, I heard that uh, talks went went uh, south again. So yeah, it's uh, it's a mess. And speaking of writer strike, because of that Dune Part Two, 
was delayed from November 3rd to March 15th, 2024. Um, seeing this as the last, probably the last big movie of this year that it was going to have Oscar bug, Oscar buzz. Not only does it push Oppenheimer into the top of the Oscar picture for next year, unless the Oscars get delayed, um, but it also will set a tidal wave of delays probably going forward, unfortunately. Um, yeah. This comes out and this is going to be pushed to March 15th. Um, what else? What other movies? We got some movies in December coming out as well. We got Marvel's coming out for uh, Disney. I don't think that's going to be moved as either, but. Um, I don't think Aquaman will move. They're just probably going to let it die on its own. Yep. Die, die its yeah, death. I think so. I think they're just trying to kill the movie, universe. That movie might start. be. That movie might make a little bit of money, and that's based on the fact that uh, China, and yep. also that it's a December release. Um, yep. You know, um, December movies, uh, big movies like that. Like we saw it make over a billion the first time, and like I said, that it made three hundred million dollars in China, which is about. $200 million more than the average superhero makes because James Wan is huge over there. Yeah. So China will support it. So I can see Aquaman actually making its money back. I don't think it's going to be a very big movie though. Like if it makes 400 million, it would be very, very impressive. Yeah. Um, so that's Dune Godzilla and Kong, the new empire, the sequel to the, uh, that franchise yep. coming out on uh, March 12th now. And the yep. new Lord of the Rings, The War of Ron, 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 I don't fuck that is, coming out on uh, December 13th, 2024. Um, I, have no, yep. I have no idea what that is. It must be a reboot. Um, and finally in news, big death yesterday in the wrestling world took everyone by surprise was the death of Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt for me was the last the last state of what the Attitude Era represented for us as wrestling fans. The character, not even not only the Attitude Era, it's also the era before that, the Hogan I era. I was going to say, this is, the character to me, era. somebody who's been watching it longer than you, the character era, where they created the gimmick for The Undertaker, and it was just that. It was just a gimmick, and he was probably going to be done in two years, but he was able to make it work for 35 years. Uh, this is the same type of deal. He was an incredible, like his entering work wasn't the best, right? But his gimmick was. It didn't matter if his entering work was the greatest of all time or not, because his you, gimmick was just you so felt good. you felt his entrances. He and he's reinvented himself multiple times yeah. in the last decade since he's been around. Um, he's 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 the son of uh, IRS Mike Rotunda, yep. um, and he is uh, he had he had COVID. Ended up having heart issues from COVID, and yesterday he just had a massive heart attack and uh, yeah. and passed away. No no warning. He was coming. He was going through a comeback, uh, comeback to come back into the ring after after being through COVID and all that. Are those heart uh, all of those heart issues? And uh, it was one of the reasons that one of the last reasons I liked watching wrestling on over in WWE before AD, before AEW came around. Before all of that, it was one of the. He was one of the last he was standouts the, uh, for me. The that spectacle. Made me want to watch. He the was spectacle. the spectacle part of wrestling. Yes. Yeah. And with, and, with uh, him, and even his, even they didn't go far enough with the gimmick, in my opinion. No, never did. I just remember, like, it just every time he went for he two steps, uh, one step forward, two steps back. It felt like a lot of times with it. Uh, he should have been champion way before he was actually crowned champion. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just a sad, sad week in wrestling. Um, I guess it's time for Jake the Snake to pass away soon. Um, Jake if, the Jake you know, if Death's the Snake. coming three. Jesus, if Death's Jake. coming threes, I guess he's next. You, but, you figured uh, yeah. by now. You figured by now, Jake the Snake would not be around the, anymore. He amount is of shit crunch. he did. Yeah, yeah. But with with Bray Wyatt passing, it kind of is closing a door on that old school wrestling mm -hmm. feeling that we had back in the day. The mentality the too of wrestlers. Yes. Yep. And he was a guy that was allowed to do a lot of his own promos. Yep. Uh, he was like very CM Punk was very similar to that, where CM Punk was allowed yep. to do what he wanted to do promo wise. He was literally the last of a dying breed. He was the yeah. last, the Undertaker. The last, one of the last times he was on TV, the, the Undertaker kind of, kind of gave him the uh, the nod like you're the, you're next and pass the torch, yeah. yeah, pass the torch. And unfortunately, um, the torch is out. He is. Uh, he is going to be missed. They're doing a uh, they're doing a, a tribute tonight on SmackDown. I'd like to watch it. Um, I'm probably going to watch it on Hulu tomorrow. But um, yep. 
rest in peace to Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda. Um, I know he dates, he's uh, dating one of the uh, old announcers from WWE and they have kids together, very young kids. Um, he's only 36 years old. He's younger than we are. Um, he is uh, going to be missed in wrestling and he's going to be him dying is kind of killing, killing wrestling for me. I mean, I mean, he was the last between him and Finn Balor, who another one, he's not good on promos though, but there, he was the last character, yep. the last character of WWE, the last one like the undertaker, like all those characters in the early nineties that were that, that some of them didn't stick like the undertaker stuck, but Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt was the last of that. And I don't think anybody will ever touch that, especially the current model of how wrestling is. I don't think ever, anyone will ever yeah. get to that level again, unfortunately. And uh, he will be sorely missed in wrestling. Um, and on that somber note, that's our show for this week. Um, next week is going to be the first of the month, but I'm going to skip it a couple weeks. I think there's going to be four four weeks in, um, in um, September. So we're going to do uh, show and tell the week after. We're going to do next week... Um, um, our view of two of uh, varsity blues. We're going to talk about Ahsoka. The next episode of that uh, only murders in the building. If we can get to the movies, we get to the Holy movies. Sh- I think Paul Walker's in varsity blues, isn't he? Yeah. Paul that was Walker the first is. time I saw Paul Walker. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to rewatch that. that movie, especially because I'm in Friday night lights mode right now. Yep. So I'm going to definitely timing. check that out this week. So yeah, yep. that's awesome. Are you ready for some football? Cause we're going to be next week. Um, <laughs> so that's it for our show. And thanks everybody for listening. And we will talk to everyone next week. Peace. Peace. Pay the fucking writers.